When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show.com brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? <laughs> I'd like to know if I was married to a whore piece of shit. <laughs> you could just look at her license. My. Her special stripe. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. <laughs> it's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank you, Tom. You're just delicious. This is why I drink. We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are and, you know, we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice and they go from there and then call us back later. But the key is, is that they don't know all their rights or they're not told all their rights by the adjuster. And that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding, uh, so they can help themselves and their families the best they can. And the number is? Is 800-770-7008. Or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean, Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured. Brad, Sean, Bryant. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you by Brad Shaw and Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had Jeff Cesario on the show. The TV personality, Jeff Cesario, the TV producer, Jeff Cesario, and comedian Jeff Cesario. Next... Jeff Cesario with us. I like the digs, man. I like them too. This is happening. The other one, the other studio raised our rent over 5000 a month and went, I'm not paying. 5000 a month? That's a lot. Like, no. That's like a house in L.A., man. <laughs> I know. It's like, yeah, yeah I don't think can so. Can you swear on this podcast? Yeah, Andy, you can edit it out, right? Well, it's, I don't want it's it. It's syndicated. Cassie's editing it. I'll say BS. That was BS then. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. 
five uh, grand. This is for rent. Up, this is an well, afternoon show around the. You the also state. should have seen the place. It was pretty. I nice. think I did. That was over in. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right upstairs. From but Mexico. still, to to quote the late great Gary Shanling, if I'm paying five thousand dollars a month, I should see breasts against the window. <laughs> <laughs> He was wonderful. Wasn't oh he? my God! Just an amazing human being and a great guy, and uh, uh, as close as I had to a mentor. You know, he was he was right. a true uh, influential peer who helped me at virtually every turn, uh, even things that had no bearing on show business. Yeah. I remember I finally had enough money to go buy a new car, a new truck. I wanted to get a Toyota 4Runner. I always wanted a 4Runner, but I'd never bought a car. By myself, you know, I just uh, had never done that. And uh, mm. he said, oh, I'll go with you. I like that. And I went, you like that? He goes, I hey, asked fun. So <laughs> we went out to the Toyota dealership. And, of course, they recognized Gary immediately. So he's using that to just crowbar the price down. <laughs> <laughs> it was really impressive. It was, uh, it was a very nice older brother thing to do. What did he die of? Uh, you know, I don't. No, officially, I but I, I don't think some, it was a heart, essentially some, some form heart of heart attack. Issue. Yeah. yeah. And he, he had had, no, he was 66, I believe. Uh, Gary, we're talking about Gary Shanley. Shanley, yeah. 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 Let's see here. And, and he, 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 uh, he had um, some sort of heart event mm-hmm. and fell over, and, and that was that. He's, he doesn't live with anybody or anything, and it took somebody a oh, while yeah. to find out <clears throat> yeah. that he was down. And then by the time they got to him, it was too late. That's too yeah, bad. I loved him. Hyperparathyroidism, <laughs> which is like hyperthyroidism, but worse. So what does well, that mean? It's like hyperthyroidism. Well, with hyperthyroidism, I mean, you know, it makes you, you're too hot. Yeah. You lose weight too easily, uh, yeah, that kind of thing. True. My and mother if that goes, that. If it goes on for too long, then it just overstresses your body and you just kind of die. I want to get gigantism. I want to be like <laughs> eight feet tall. Yeah. I don't think you can <laughs> get that <laughs> So lording over everyone. Gar- Gary Laugh, bitch. <laughs> be right. What? Just, <laughs> just grow. Gary Shandling was one of the the one of the uh, Mount Rushmore people for Fox Network. Yeah, he was. That was right. It was a sim- It was Tracy Ullman. Yeah. The Simpsons. Gary Shandling and um, in Ed Living O'Neill. Color. Oh, was it in Living Color? Yeah. yeah. In living color. Well, all all of those shows incredibly and they were all groundbreaking, s- right? Yep. And they were all Sunday when they first started. Oh, that's true. And they got Gary from HBO. They got the second run right, of right. of Larry Sanders show off that. I think they had some great crazy deal. But yeah, all those shows in living color was just tremendous. Yeah, but I mean, you have worked with. Some giants in the industry. I mean, phenomenal. Show. I've been fortunate enough to have worked well, with. You're uh, also a very talented guy. Might have something to do with it. Yeah, you know, I like to think that when I get the shot, when I, you know, I came up in a time in stand-up where uh, merit was always one of the top three things you had to deal with. Let's mm-hmm. be honest, nothing in life is really merit-based. You know, we don't no, really have a meritocracy. Lot, yeah. But at that time in stand-up, if you were genuinely funny, you would probably get some calls. Uh, you would get some people who were funny enjoying your comedy. And I think that still exists. But back then, um, 
because of the nature of the business where there was just a very small end of the funnel on one end, which was essentially the Johnny Carson show for comedy. And on the other end, it was still a giant end opening end of the funnel. So everybody right. poured in and if you were lucky enough, you came out the other end. So I got to meet a lot of guys through that. And, uh, and, and I'd like to think when they gave me the break, I turned around and, and did a good job. Well, I don't think there's any question about that. So yeah, Denny and uh, Dennis Miller and uh, Gary Shandling, and then went on to work with Russell Brand, uh, who was great. Uh, was really he really? Him. Yeah, he was great. He's just uh, you know, all, any performer from the outside uh, is going to have uh, you know uh, a veneer to them that might look prickly to a yeah. civilian. You know, I'm sure you get it here in town. You know, who, me? No, yeah. I'm, I'm straight <laughs> you know. ahead. Everybody loves me. <laughs> Very Mr. Rogers Thank vibe you. to him. Thank you very much. They just Cesario, went to a test pattern. I've known him for 33 years, and he just goes, ah, that's funny that you're a good guy. But somebody, anyway. no, somebody won't know it and will think, well, I've heard stories or this yep. or that. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, you yeah. know, there's so much of show business that is the business end of it that you have to deal with as a business person if you're the star of the show. And uh, you can often get a rep from that that's not deserved in other areas of oh, your life. Life or in other areas of your career. So, and Russell was a guy who I think people thought was just uh, sort of so uh, flying off the top of his head and mercurial and whatnot. But the guy had an incredible heart. If you want to see something that's unbelievable, one of the biggest disappointments I have in show business is not being able to keep his show on the air. I, I was co-executive producer and writer on Brand X, mm-hmm. uh, which was on FX. Um, and the first incarnation was a little too harsh. I came in, we kind of solved it for about eight episodes, yeah. and then it kind of went away. It got away from us when we went live. But those eight episodes are great. He does a thing with the Westboro Baptist Church with two or three people from Westboro. Fred, uh, what was his name? Yeah. Fred, Fred Phelps. Fred yeah. Phelps. There and he, he literally goes right into the core, turns it counterclockwise, and diffuses the whole thing. It's the most amazing thing. And right now, especially in this country, we could probably use some of that level of humor. Because he didn't take a side. He just said, he just tried to find out why, where is the hate coming from? Right, right. Let's try to diffuse this. And, uh, and, uh, boy, he was really good at it. He was really good at it. And then I worked with, geez, Queen Latifah, who was who was just a monster. She was so great. She was such a talent. Yeah. So funny, yep. so respectful of myself and the writers. And because all of us were stand-ups, and she just said, I'm not going to try to do a monologue because I have too much respect for what you guys do. Really? And I went, holy smokes. All right. She said, let's do a Carol Burnett thing where I'm more the straight person, and we bring in the Tim Conways of the world, and mm-hmm. you guys can play characters, and we'll eat up the 11 minutes at the front of the show that's supposed to be funny doing stuff like that. So... Uh, she, she. That's that's the second disappointment is that we couldn't keep that on the air, which I don't why? know why the ratings were were fine. I was going to say what she did have ratings. What's the problem? Yeah, I don't know. You know, that's above my pay grade, as they like to say in showbiz. Um, you remember a very talented singer in the forties and fifties who? Well, he had the number one rated TV show, and it went away. It's unforgettable. Yes. Nat King Cole, sure, yeah. yeah. Oh, that that's why. You know, Same reason. I, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I, I don't doubt that that may have been a factor. But um, Wendy race? Williams is doing great. Uh, Steve yeah. Harvey's killing it. Well, um, I think it was that and also where her roots 
or from, which is hip hop, rap, whatever you want yeah, to call yeah. it. Yeah, so. although she's got a killer couple of jazz albums. Yes, that just people monstrous. don't people don't know she can actually sing. And she's funny, and she's done mainstream movies. I mean, you know, uh, Steve Martin's biggest movie still at the box office is the one he did with Latifah. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, bringing down the house, I can't remember what it's yeah. called. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I think there was also uh, a lack of patience in certain circles, and I can't quite figure out which circles they were. Daytime, man, I mean, I worked my whole career in, in like, late night and variety and stuff like that, which is pretty cutthroat. But daytime, <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just that you talk about a snake pit. Yep. There are, there's, there's eight agendas, and they all have to be served. Really? At least in late night, you can go, okay, where's the two or three we definitely have to serve? We'll pay lip service to these two or three, and these two or three will go away. Doesn't happen in daytime. Everybody's got to say well, the network, the uh, the affiliates, really? uh, mm-hmm. the studio, uh, the management of this, the management of that, the management of this. Then uh, somebody weighs in from the commercial end of it. I mean, you're just like, oh my God. So we broke it down. We're on late night, at least you could do uh, Joe setup punchline. In daytime, he had to do setup, information, takeaway punchline. That's what we finally broke it down to. So it's really like you got to do uh, the setup being. Um, you guys familiar with uh, this Judge Kavanaugh stuff? Then you had to lay out the information for everybody. Uh, he's running for this. Uh, he's up for the Supreme Court, and there's uh, some, uh, uh, um, 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 uh, you know, Backlash. a discrepancy yeah. about uh, discrepancy. his background. Yeah, right. uh, people coming from both areas. Then the takeaway. If you want to learn more about that, uh, uh, there will be a great mm-hmm. website. Uh, we'll link into that right now underneath the thing. And now the joke. And you just go, <laughs> well, we're 45 seconds from yeah, the setup. Yeah, that's a tough road to hold, It was man. really interesting. It was really a lot of fun. But but uh, I still consider her one, one of the great – boy, she was so fun. Never any attitude. Well, really. I, I also think there was, to use the word backlash again, um, I know in the black community, people were still waiting for her to announce her um, sexuality. Yes. Yeah, I think Which, I, think, I don't know why that's a, such a big issue, but it I, is. I don't either. But uh, there was there was that going. There was the uh, you know the inability for whatever reason from a production standpoint. And again, on that show, I was just writing, and then I wound up head writing. Um, from the powers that be, I mean, we said immediately, well, she should do a song at least twice a week. No, can't afford it. So, like once every two months. She would do a song, and you would go, well, that's her wheelhouse. That's what's going to make her comfortable, is do a song a couple of times a week. I mean, it could be just her and a piano player doing a jazz standard. And, and then, I mean, she was able to get great musicians in, but she couldn't perform with them. And then you were like, well, you got this versatile artist sitting eight feet away. She can't get up on stage. So that was a little weird. Yeah. And then we got to a place where we, we got her... Um, a little digicart where she could play uh, uh, just, you know, rhythm tracks and things that you buy, stock rhythm tracks and things like that that didn't cost us right. any money. She would hit them and riff over them like 
well, I mean, she's a tremendous rapper. So she had that improvisation, but she would go off. She would play like a Latin track and just kill it. And it was hilarious. And the crowd got into it. But it was it, it was in the two months towards the end of the show where everybody had just decided that the, the show was done. And she really? was crushing it. Just, I mean, things that, that's all you have to do. I mean, Peter LaSalle, he was a great producer at The Tonight Show and then on Letterman, uh, gave me the greatest advice I ever got as a producer. When I first started to produce Dennis Merle Live, I went to him, I said, what do I do? And he said, whatever your star does well, just do that. If they hit the curveball, just pitch them curveballs. Yeah. Don't try to sneak a fastball in. They're no, not going like to hit it. They're not going to hit it. They're not going to look as good as they look when they're hitting the curveball. So just pitch them curveballs. And in that environment, we could not give her her pitch consistently. Which is too bad. Yeah, that's, that's terrible. Um, I should announce to people that during that conversation, I didn't realize that JB was black, so he won't be back after the break. <laughs> yeah. But who's going to cut him? He's going to be the Nat King Cole of the Tom Bernard show. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, that that, that is interesting. Because working with people, I, I don't know how many people I've worked with on the show now. I think it's got to be, on the morning show, it's got to be 60 people probably. Wow. Maybe even 70 people. I don't even yeah, know. There yeah. are a lot of them. And it's interesting. Some of them you go, oh, really? They're going to leave and they're going to do That's too bad. And then other people go, oh, finally. Yeah. You yeah. Know, isn't that weird? It is. And then if you um, communicate that. To anyone in in your staff, even your inner circle, oh, yeah. somehow that sneaks out. Oh, and yes, then all of does. a sudden, Steve Harvey's a, a, a cranky dude because mm-hmm. he did this, that, or the other thing. And you go, do you? First of all, Steve Harvey's hosting everything. He is yeah. now, yeah. I think I, he's pretty sure he's the barista at my Starbucks. I mean, this guy's <laughs> everywhere. So he's, exo- you know, and he's right. not... He ain't no spring chicken. No, Steve no, Harvey not. came up when I came up. You know, so yeah, that's true. Steve's been yeah, doing right. it a long time. How old is he? Like he's uh, got to be almost yeah, sixty-one. Yeah, yeah. So you know, so Steve's pounding it, man. I mean, he's doing three, four, five shows. So on his talk show, there is an inner circle that is supposed to remain an inner circle for any talk show host. Right, right. And I remember there was a dust up about he was saying something that uh, the first thing I thought of was as a producer oh that was just supposed to stay in the room he was Mm -hmm. telling somebody else to go take care of it because this is what it's been right probably the end of an 11 hour day for him yeah somebody's not covering his ass who is paid good money to cover his ass i don't get that i understand that i don't either when's the last time you were in town Uh, about a year ago was the first time i had done acme in over 10 years so i thought and uh, and it just went great, and I had a great time, and Lewis and I had a, had a great time together, and uh, and I said let's let's do this because you know I don't get out as much on the road as I used to because mm-hmm. I got a ten year old daughter, and uh, and I'm doing uh, producing and writing in Los Angeles, and uh, uh, so when I do get out, I want it to be a good club, and I want to know that um, that uh, you know it'll be appreciated and things will run smooth, and Lewis Lee just does the trick there. Lewis is great. He's great. He's <laughs> He's awesome. All right, I, I'll tell you this. I've told this story before, so forgive me, but Jeff's never heard this. So, uh, you know, they were building that new apartment building across the street, and they shut down all the parking around Acme oh, and all the rest yeah. of it, and they just shut down everything. And so Lewis calls me, and he goes, Tom, I have an idea to save this whole thing. I want to get together with you. We could, I'll stay. Acme will stay where it is. This, this is the answer. It's going to be great. I said, okay. So I met him that afternoon. I said, okay, Lewis, I want to hear your idea. Now, this is great. He goes, no, this is 
it, it just occurred to me, it's a great idea. You buy the building. I'm like, what? Because, yeah, you should buy the building and then rent to me. It'll be like, yeah, great idea. Yeah, it's good. I don't know if you don't know. I'm not Donald Trump, first of all. So uh, I don't know. That's Louis, so great. I, love I was Louis. driving in uh, to the gig last night, and I just really absorbed all the development that's gone there's on, on there since I first played the club 15 years Unbelievable. ago. Unbelievable. And, uh, Too and much, you uh, might argue. You'll appreciate this. I, I, the first thing I said to Lewis was, wow, Lewis, we go back because the first time I did this club, it was you could almost just see mm-hmm. the horizon line. Yeah. The development yep. here, it almost looks like, like Florence, Italy or something. There's apartments on the river, and then it's <laughs> right. beautiful. And the first thing he goes is, no parking. <laughs> no that's, parking. That's actually what i got to get my first show out of here it's so that true. my second show can park. It's hurting them it's really true. bad, yeah, actually. It's too bad. Yeah. I mean, Don't figure something out. It's hover legend. parking. That's my uh, hover parking. Hover parking. Aren't we supposed to be to that point by now? We're close. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed. The whole Jetsons thing hasn't happened yet. I'm with you, JB. Yeah. Well, 2001. We didn't even get there by 2018. So what does that tell you? <laughs> yeah. You know, we're I, close. We're close. We're kind of pissing it away. It seems like you have to get some sort of uh, big ass or porno tape or both, and then you can launch into an area where you have influence. <laughs> So I'm going to get acid plants. I think that's going to... You're going to get acid plants? Yeah, I think it's going to... Very famous in the Italian crowd. Sure. Very famous. You'd think I wouldn't need acid plants. Butt implants. Yeah, it's good. Because I have the classic Italian male body. I have the thighs of a 270-pound man and the chest of a small Romanian gymnast. (laughs) I had the, uh, you know, the, the... Custodian comment this morning. I already heard from the uh, Italian American Society. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> really, Tom? You think that's funny, huh? Yeah. Uh, no, no, I don't. I, I absolutely. That do was not. my guest who said that. <laughs> yeah. It was a guy. I think he might be. I don't know. He's an Arab or something. I don't know. <laughs> Some kind. I just uh, the whole idea is amazing. Um, when you so how long ago did you leave here? I was only here three years. I got three here in 80, years, right. and I left in 83. I went to Los Angeles in 83, about nine months after Louis Anderson went out. Yep. And we were the only two guys out there from here at the time. Joel, Joel Hodgson was out there as yeah, well. Yeah, right, right. And, uh, um, and uh, so the three of us kind of represented what I like to call the ice pack. And then pretty soon <laughs> yes. other, other, other Minnesotans came out, or folks from this comedy community. Mm-hmm. And... Wow, small but mighty. Everybody did great. I mean, Liz Winstead actually went to New York and started The Daily Show, and Hodgson just went right to, you know, Mystery Science Theater 3000 and took that to the right. nth degree. And then guys like Sid Youngers and Joel Madison came out, and sure. KP Anderson got involved in all the. KP's uh, great. Uh, yeah, all the, uh, all the uh, soups, the talk soups, and all that stuff. I still don't understand randoms. why that show doesn't make it. I don't get it. What, the talk Mc- soup? Well, no, Joe oh, McHale's the- show got canceled. Oh, on Netflix. On yeah. Netflix, yeah. But yeah I'm not goes- sure. I don't know what their metrics are. Nobody knows what their metrics are. That's true. Yeah. He goes after powerful people in showbiz, <laughs> I think, is the problem. Really? You think so? I think they, like, <sighs> shut him down. That's too bad. Not literally, but, you know. I like Joel. Yeah, well, look, he's not hurting. No, no, no. no, no he's doing fine. He's, he's, he's doing fine. fine. But he, do- he yeah. has had a lot of failed shows in that vein. Well, I mean, Talk Soup was on for a long time with him hosting it, yeah, and really right. launched a lot of hosts off that show, from yep. Greg Kinnear to Aisha Tyler yep. to uh, to Joel. So, um, you know, it's an interesting vehicle that lasted a long time. I don't know what he's going to be up to, but he's he's got enough 
range where you could do just about anything you want. He's got, what, three TV shows so far, Community and... Uh, yeah, great... he was on. Well, what else was he on? Well, He, he was in th- Ted. <clears throat> oh, he's, he's in Ted, yeah, okay. Yeah, he and he was. just got a... Th- he's doing a lot of movie parts. He's the perfect sort of yeah. white frat boy. Yeah, he is. Uh, we <laughs> need someone who can look convincing driving a Beamer convertible. <laughs> That Joel McHale. Joel McHale. He's tall enough to. And you Instantly. want to punch him in the face. <laughs> you want to punch Joel in the face? No, I'm just saying the characters that he plays. I, yeah, no, I, yeah. I like it. He's always been very, very nice to me. Well, KP's great. Yeah. KP's wonderful. And, and Joel's always been great coming on the show and just really nice man. Yeah, yeah. Great and guy. then uh, Michael, uh, uh, oh, Jesus, what's Michael's last name? He, More? He, he, no, he had the show that followed. That, no. <laughs> Michael Carbo is it not Carbo? Michael oh, it's Carbonaro? A, no, not Michael Carbonaro. In what? He, he used to have Context? a show right after he had his own show right after um Talk Soup, like a year ago or two years ago. Oh wow. Michael God, he's coming a to year town. ago. Talk nah, Soup two has years been off well, the air like two like, years ago. I think Talk Soup has been off huh. the air for like a decade, hasn't it? No, 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 no. 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 They, kept, they kept running it with Talk different hosts. <clears throat> 2002. So what's 2002? It's been 16 years. No, talk, talk, talk soup went off the air two years ago. They kept it on in some incarnation. Oh, it wasn't called in, talk. It was, oh, called it was just called the, the soup. soup. It was just called the. And soup. then they had a sports version of it. Mm-hmm. That was Michael. What's his name? God, yeah. I can't remember, believe I can't remember his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it starts with a C. It's starting to uh, car. Well, there was uh, John Caparulo. Caparulo. Oh, I like John Caparulo. He's an interesting yeah. guy. John Caparulo. We haven't fun. seen him he's in a while. I know. No, I don't know where Johnny around. is. I don't, I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, he went away. Yeah, yeah. Funny and I don't guy. know why. It was very funny. A very nice guy. I mean, yeah. he was a splitting image of a guy I worked with at the U. Like, oh, really? When they both wore baseball caps. Yeah. Baseball like, cap, holy yeah. crap, that's Chris. Well, he does match a about 33% of the population <laughs> of Minnesota. That's very true. When he puts on that baseball yeah, cap. he does. It's he looks like a true. lot of guys who are going fishing. There's no question. You no, know, the last time I saw Jeff in studio at KQ, because, you know, I've been there and and I've been gone, and he's been there. And yeah. You brought in those white hats, and you signed them for all of us. Oh, I, yeah, that's I, a long time ago. And I asked you for one, and I think you got upset at me, so you wrote something. Way to go, JB. Condescending. Again. There's no way. <laughs> oh, you, you, condescending you wrote, from uh, you wrote, Cesario. You wrote, no, I think it was because you, uh, you had opined in a somewhat negative manner about the hat. Did I? And then you asked for one. Oh, I so like opined, by the Yeah. So it might I, have been because it was in Wisconsin colors, red yes, and white. exactly. Exactly, and I'm wearing my Badger hat yes, right you now, are which now. is irritating the hell out of you. I know. Yeah, I got my Minnesota championship rings on. Yeah, I know. So, but the, the the next one I'm getting that's coming soon was earned at Madison. So. Oh really? Which one? Softball yeah. last spring. Softball last spring. Yeah. Man, yeah, that's not their uh, that's not their forte. <laughs> Softball. Stick to the ice. The Badger women. <laughs> Badger women nice. hockey team is going to be strong. Stick to the so? ice. It's the variation of the Rodney story. Yeah, right. Stick to tumbling. <laughs> which I will oh, do yeah. every time I, I come on, which is the Please classic. tell the story because it's one of my favorite stories of all time. I, I'm fresh off the turnip truck in Los Angeles. <laughs> Uh, it's 1984. I know Jerry Seinfeld a little bit from the road. I go to the improv uh, just to hang with Jerry. Jerry's introducing me to some other comics. Rodney Dangerfield walks in at the height of his popularity. And and guys like that could just walk in and do a guest set, however long they wanted. Rodney's were always on the shorter side anyway. But 
he goes in to do his guest set and on the way in he's big hug for jerry because they know each other from new york and i go boy it'd be great to meet rodney and he says you want to meet rodney sure on the way out i'll just introduce you to rodney so i go oh this is great so we wait like 15 minutes rodney's walking out jerry goes hey rodney wait a second he's rodney's about to get into his limo we're out on the street he goes hey what do you need jerry and uh Jerry goes, hey, I want you to meet a, a friend of mine, a young comic, uh, very funny, uh, Jeff Cesario. Jeff, Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney goes, Cesario, huh? Italian, huh? Stick to the tumbling. And he just <laughs> gets right in the limo and takes off. <laughs> Stick to the tumbling, you know? <laughs> I love it. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Five, four, three, two. That was Jeff Cesario on the best of. Coming up next, closing out the show, we're opening up the old vault. We're going back, ladies and gentlemen. We're going all the way back to Tom Lakis. Number 278 with Don Shelby. Next on the best of. Jeff Cesario with us. I like the digs, man. I like them too. This is happening. The other one, the other studio raised our rent over 5000 a month and went, I'm not paying. 5000 a month? Uh, that's a yeah, lot. Like, no. That's like a house in LA, man. <laughs> I know. It's like, yeah, yeah I don't think can so. Can you swear on this podcast? Yeah, Andy, you can edit it out, right? Well, it's, I don't want it's it. Syndicated it's syndicated editing. I'll say but... BS. That was BS then. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Five yeah. grand this is for rent. Up. This is an well, afternoon show around the You also state. should have seen the place. It was pretty I nice. I think I did. That was over in... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right upstairs from... But still, to, to quote the late, great Gary Shanling, if I'm paying $5,000 a month, I should see breasts against the window. <laughs> <laughs> He was wonderful. Wasn't oh he? my God! Just an amazing human being and a great guy, and uh, uh, as close as I had to a mentor. You know, he was he was right. a true uh, influential peer who helped me at virtually every turn, uh, even things that had no bearing on show business. Yeah. I remember I finally had enough money to go buy a new car, a new truck. I wanted to get a Toyota 4Runner. I always wanted a 4Runner, but I'd never bought a car. <clears throat> by myself you know i just uh, had never done that and uh mm. he said oh, i'll go with you i like that and i went you like that he goes i asked fun so <laughs> we went out to the toyota dealership and of course they recognized gary immediately so he's using that to just crowbar the price down. <laughs> <laughs> it was really impressive it was uh it was a very nice older brother thing to do what did he die of uh you know i don't no, officially, I but I, I don't think some, it was a heart, essentially some, some form heart of heart attack. Issue. Yeah. yeah. And he, he had had, no, he was 66, I believe. Uh, Gary, we're talking about Gary Shanley. Shanley, yeah. 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 Let's see here. And, and he, 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 uh, he had um, some sort of heart event mm-hmm. and fell over, and, and that was that. He's, he doesn't live with anybody or anything, and it took somebody a oh, while yeah. to find out <clears throat> yeah. that he was down, and then by the time they got to him, it was too late. That's too yeah. bad. I loved him. Hyperparathyroidism, yeah. which is like hyperthyroidism, but worse. So what does well, that mean? It's like hyperthyroidism. Well, with hyperthyroidism, 
I mean, you know, it makes you you're too hot. Yeah. You lose weight too easily, oh, yeah, that kind of thing. True. My and mother if that goes, that. If it goes on for too long, then it just overstresses your body and you just kind of die. I want to get gigantism. I want to be like <laughs> eight feet tall. Yeah. I don't think you can <laughs> get that. <laughs> that Start lording fun. over everyone. Gar- Gary Laugh, bitch. <laughs> be Gary. Sure, what? Just, <laughs> just grow. Gary Shandling was one of the... the one of the uh, Mount Rushmore people for Fox Network. Yeah, he was. That's right. It was a sim- It was Tracy Ullman. Yeah. The Simpsons, Gary Shandling, and um, in Ed Living O'Neal. Color. Oh, was it in Living Color? Yeah. yeah. In Living Color. Well, all all of those shows incredibly and they were all groundbreaking. S- right, yep. and they were all Sunday. When they first started. Oh, that's true. And they got Gary from HBO. They got the second run right, of, right. of Larry Sanders' show off that, I think. They had some great, crazy deal. But, yeah, all those shows. In Living Color was just tremendous. Yeah. But I mean, you have worked with some giants in the industry. I mean, phenomenal shows. I've been fortunate enough to have worked well, with... you're uh, also a very talented guy. Might have something to do with it. Yeah. You know, I like to think that when I get the shot, when I... You know, I came up in a time in stand-up where uh, merit was always one of the top three things you had to deal with. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Nothing in life is really merit-based. You know, we don't no, really have a meritocracy. Lot, yeah. But at that time in stand-up, if you were genuinely funny, you would probably get some calls. Uh, you would get some people who were funny enjoying your comedy. And I think that still exists. But back then, um, because of the nature of the business, where there was just a very small end of the funnel on one end, which was essentially the Johnny Carson show for comedy, and on the other end, it was still a giant and opening end of the funnel. So everybody right. poured in, and if you were lucky enough, you came out the other end. So I got to meet a lot of guys through that, and uh, and and I'd like to think when they gave me the break, I turned around and, and did a good job. Well, I don't think there's any question about that. So yeah, Denny and uh, Dennis Miller and uh, Gary Shandling, and then went on to work with Russell Brand, uh, who was great. Uh, really was he really? Him. Yeah, he was great. He's just uh, you know all. Any performer from the outside uh, is going to have, uh, you know, uh, a veneer to them that might look prickly to a yeah. civilian. You know, I'm sure you get it here in town. You know, well, me? No, yeah. I'm straight <laughs> you know. ahead. Everybody loves me. <laughs> he just starts <laughs> Larry, Mr. Rogers Thank vibe you. to him. Thank you very much. <laughs> they just Cesario, went to a test pattern. I've known him for 33 years, and he just goes, ah, that's funny that you're a good guy. But somebody, anyway. No, somebody won't know it and will think, well, I've heard stories or this yep. or that. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, and, you yeah. know, there's so much of show business that is the business end of it that you have to deal with as a business person if you're the star of the show. And uh, you can often get a rep from that that's not deserved in other areas of oh, your life or in other areas of your career. So, And Russell was a guy who I think people thought was just uh, sort of so uh, flying off the top of his head and mercurial and whatnot. But the guy had an incredible heart. If you want to see something that's unbelievable, one of the biggest disappointments I have in show business is not being able to keep his show on the air. I, I was co-executive producer and writer on Brand X, mm-hmm. uh, which was on FX. Um, and the first incarnation was a little too harsh. I came in, we kind of solved it for about eight episodes. Yeah. And then it kind of went away. It got away from us when we went live. But those eight episodes are great. He does a thing with the Westboro Baptist Church with two or three people from Westboro. Fred, uh, what was it? Yeah, Fred, Fred Phelps. Fred yeah. Phelps. And he... He literally goes right into the core, 
turns it counterclockwise and diffuses the whole thing. It's the most amazing thing. And right now, especially in this country, we could probably use some of that <laughs> level of humor. Because right. he didn't take a side. He just said, he just tried to find out why, where is the hate coming from? Right, right. But let's try to diffuse this. And, uh, and uh, boy, he was really good at it. He was really good at it. And then I worked with, geez, Queen Latifah, and, uh, who was who was just a monster. She was so great. She was such a talent. Yeah. So funny, yep. so respectful of myself and the writers. And because all of us were stand-ups, and she just said, I'm not going to try to do a monologue because I have too much respect for what you guys do. Really? And I went, holy smokes. All right. She said, let's do a Carol Burnett thing where I'm more the straight person, and we bring in the Tim Conways of the world, and mm-hmm. you guys can play characters, and we'll eat up the 11 minutes at the front of the show that's supposed to be funny doing stuff like that. So... Uh, she, she. That's that's the second disappointment is that we couldn't keep that on the air, which I don't why? know why the ratings were were fine. I was going to say what she did have ratings. What's the problem? Yeah, I don't know. You know, that's above my pay grade, as they like to say in showbiz. Um, you remember a very talented singer in the forties and fifties who? Well, he had the number one rated TV show, and it went away. It's unforgettable. Yes. Nat King Cole, sure, yeah, yep, that. That's why. You Same don't, reason. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I, I don't doubt that that may have been a factor. But um, is Wendy race? Williams is doing great. Uh, Steve yeah. Harvey's killing it. Well, um, I think it was that and also where her roots are from, which is hip-hop, rap, whatever you want yeah, to call yeah. it. Yeah, so. although she's got a killer couple of jazz albums. Yes, that, that just people, don't, people don't know she can actually sing. And she's funny, and she's done mainstream movies. I mean, you know, uh, Steve Martin's biggest movie still at the box office is the one he did with Latifah. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Bringing Down the House? I can't remember what it was yeah. called. Uh, yeah, so, <clears throat> you know, I, I think there was also uh, a lack of patience in certain circles, and I can't quite figure out which circles they were. Daytime, man. I mean, I worked my whole career in, in like late night and variety and stuff like that, which is pretty cutthroat. But daytime, <laughs> wow. Oh yeah, yeah. Just a, you talk about a snake pit. Yep. There are there is there's eight agendas, and they all have to be served. Really. At least in late night, you can go. Okay, where's the two or three we definitely have to serve? We'll pay lip service to these two or three, and these two or three will go away. Doesn't happen in daytime. Everybody's got to say well, the network, the uh, the affiliates, really? uh, the studio, uh, the management of this, the management of that, the management of this. Then uh, somebody weighs in from the commercial end of it. I mean, you're just like, oh, my God. So we broke it down. We're on late night. At least you could do uh, Joe setup punchline. In daytime, you had to do setup, information, takeaway, punchline. That's what we finally broke it down to. So it was really, really like you got to do uh, the setup being um you guys familiar with uh, this Judge Kavanaugh stuff? Then you had to lay out the information for everybody. Uh, he's running for this. Uh, he's up for the Supreme Court, and there's uh, some, uh, uh, um, 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 uh, uh, you know, a discrepancy yeah. about uh, his background. Right. Right. Uh, people coming from both areas. Then the takeaway. If you want to learn more about that, uh, 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 there will be a, a great mm-hmm. website. Uh, we'll link into that right now underneath the thing. 
And now the joke. And you just go, <laughs> well, we're 45 seconds from yeah, the setup. Yeah, that's a tough road to home, It was man. really interesting. It was really a lot of fun. But but uh, I still consider her one of the great – boy, she was so fun. Never any attitude. Well, really. I, I also think there was, to use the word backlash again, um, I know in the black community, people were still waiting for her to announce her um, sexuality. Yes. Yeah, I think Which I think I don't know why that's a, such a big issue, but it I, is. I don't either. But uh there was there was that going there was the uh you know, the inability for whatever reason from a production standpoint and again on natural I was just writing and then I wound up head writing. Um from the powers that be, I mean, we said immediately, well, she should do a song at least twice a week. No, can't afford it. So like once every 2 months she would do a song and you would go, well, that's her wheelhouse. That's what's going to make her comfortable is do a song a couple of times a week. I mean, it could be just her and a piano player doing a jazz standard. And and then, I mean, she was able to get great musicians in, but she couldn't perform with them. And then you were like, well, you got this versatile artist sitting eight feet away. She can't get up on stage. So that was a little weird. Yeah. And then we got to a place where we, we got her... Um, a little digicart where she could play uh, uh, just, you know, rhythm tracks and things that you buy, stock rhythm tracks and things like that that didn't cost us right. any money. She would hit them and riff over them like, uh, well, I mean, she's a tremendous rapper. So she had that improvisation, but she would go off. She would play like a Latin track and just kill it. And it was hilarious. And the crowd got into it, but it was it, it was in the two months towards the end of the show where everybody had just decided the, the show was done. Mm-hmm. And she really? was crushing it. Just, I mean, things that, that's all you have to do. I mean, Peter LaSalle, he was a great producer at The Tonight Show and then on Letterman, uh, gave me the greatest advice I ever got as a producer. When I first started to produce Dennis Merlin Live, I went to him, I said, what do I do? And he said, whatever your star does well, just do that. If they hit the curveball, just pitch them curveballs. Yeah. Don't try to sneak a fastball in. They're no, not going like to yeah, hit it. They're not going to hit it. They're not going to look as good as they look when they're hitting the curveball. So just pitch them curveballs. And in that environment, we could not give her her pitch consistently. Which is stupid. Yeah, that's, that's, that's terrible. Um, I should announce to people that during that conversation, I didn't realize that JB was black, so he won't be back after the break. <laughs> yeah. But we're just going to cut him. He's gonna be the Nat King Cole of the Tom Bernard show. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, that that, it, that is interesting. Because working with people, I, I don't know how many people I've worked with on the show now. I think it's got to be... On the morning show, it's got to be 60 people, probably. Wow. Maybe even 70 people. I don't even yeah, know. There yeah. are a lot of them. And it's interesting. Some of them, you go, oh, really? They're going to leave and they're going to do That's too bad. And then other people go, oh, finally. Yeah. 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 Isn't that weird? It is. And then if you um, communicate that to anyone in, in your staff, even your inner circle, oh, yeah. somehow that sneaks out. Oh, and yes, And then all it of a does. sudden... Steve Harvey's a, a, a cranky dude because mm-hmm. he did this, that, or the other thing. And you go, do you? First of all, Steve Harvey's hosting everything. He is yeah. now. Yeah. I think I, he's pretty sure he's the barista at my Starbucks. <laughs> I mean, this guy's everywhere. So he's exo- you know, and he's right. not. He ain't no spring chicken. 
No. Steve no, Harvey not. came up when I came up. You know, so yeah, that's true. Steve's been yeah, doing right. it a long time. How old is he? Like he's uh, got to be almost yeah, sixty-one. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, so Steve's pounding it, man. I mean, he's doing three, four, five shows. So on his talk show, there is an inner circle that is supposed to remain an inner circle for any talk show host. Right. Right. And I remember there was a dust up about he was saying something that uh, the first thing I thought of was as a producer. Oh, that was just supposed to stay in the room. He was mm-hmm. telling somebody else to go take care of it because this is what it's been. Right. Probably right. the end of an 11-hour day for him. Yeah. Somebody's not covering his ass who is paid good money to cover his ass. I don't get that. I understand that. I don't either. When's the last time you were in town? Uh, about a year ago was the first time I had done Acme in over 10 years. That's what I thought. And uh, <laughs> and it just went great, and I had a great time, and Lewis and I had a, had a great time together, and uh, and I said, let's, let's do this, because, you know, I don't get out as much on the road as I used to, because mm-hmm. I got a, a 10-year-old daughter, and uh, and I'm doing uh, producing and writing in Los Angeles, and uh uh, so when I do get out, I want it to be a good club, and I want to know that um, that uh, you know it'll be appreciated and things will run smooth. And Lewis Lee just does the trick there. Lewis is great. He's great. He's <laughs> he's awesome. All right, I, I'll tell you this. I've told this story before, so forgive me, but Jeff's never heard this. So. Uh, you know, they were building that new apartment building across the street, and they shut down all the parking around Acme oh, and all the rest yeah. of it, and they just shut down everything. And so Lewis calls me, and he goes, Tom, I have an idea to save this whole thing. I want to get together with you. We could, I'll stay. Acme will stay where it is. This, this is the answer. It's going to be great. I said, okay. So I met him that afternoon. I said, okay, Lewis, I want to hear your idea. Now, this is great. He goes, no, this is it, it just occurred to me, it's a great idea. You buy the building. I'm like, what? Because, yeah, you should buy the building and then rent to me. It'll be I'm like, yeah, great idea. Yeah, it's good. I don't know if you don't know. I'm not Donald Trump, first of all. So, uh, I don't know. That's Lewis, so great. I, love I was Lewis. driving in uh, to the gig last night and I just really absorbed all the development that's gone that's on down there since I first played the club 15 years Unbelievable. ago. Unbelievable. And, uh, and Too much, you might argue. You'll appreciate this. I, I, the first thing I said to Lewis was, wow, Lewis, we go back because the first time I did this club, it was you could almost just see mm-hmm. the horizon line. Yeah. The development yep. here, it almost looks like, like Florence, Italy or something. There's apartments on the river, and then it's <laughs> right. beautiful. And the first thing he goes is, no parking. <laughs> no that's, parking. That's actually what i got to get my first show out of here it's so that true. my second show can park. It's hurting them it's really true. bad, yeah, actually. It's too bad. Yeah. I mean, They'll figure something out. It's hover legendary. parking. That's my uh, hover parking. Parking. Hover parking. Aren't Some we supposed of, to be to that point by now? We're close. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed the whole Jetsons thing hasn't happened yet. I'm with you, JB. Yeah. Well, it's 2001. We didn't get there by 2018, so what does that tell you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, We're I, close. We're close. We're kind of pissing it away. It seems like you have to get some sort of uh, big ass or porno tape or both, and then you can launch into an area where you have influence. <laughs> So I'm going to get acid plants. I think that's going to... You're going to get acid plants? Yeah, I think it's going to... Very famous in the Italian crowd. Very famous. You'd think I wouldn't need acid plants. Butt butt implants. Yeah, it's good. Because I have the classic Italian male body. I have the thighs of a 270-pound man and the chest of a small Romanian gymnast. (laughs) I had the, uh, you know, the... the, Custodian comment this morning. I already heard from the uh, Italian American Society. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> already... <laughs> really, Tom? You think that's funny, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> no, no, I don't. I, I absolutely that do was not. my guest who said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a guy. I think he might be, I don't know, he's an Arab or something. I don't know. <laughs> Some kind of. I just, uh, the whole idea is amazing. Um, when you, how, so how long ago did you leave here? I was only here three years. I got here in 80 and I left in 83. I went to Los Angeles in 83, about nine months after Louis Anderson went out. Yep. And we were the only two guys out there from here at the time. Joel Joel Hudson was out there as well. Yeah, right, right. And and, uh, so the three of us kind of represented what I like to call the ice pack. And then pretty soon (laughs) other other Minnesotans came out, or folks from this comedy community. Mm -hmm. And... Wow, small but mighty. Everybody did great. I mean, Liz Winstead actually went to New York and started The Daily Show, and Hodgson just went right to, you know, Mystery Science Theater 3000 and took that to the right. nth degree. And then guys like Sid Youngers and Joel Madison came out, and sure. K.P. Anderson got involved in all the... K.P.'s uh, great. Uh, yeah, all the uh, all those uh, soups, the talk soups and all that stuff. I still understand randoms. why that show doesn't make it. I don't get it. What, Joe Talk Ma- Soup? Well, no, Joe oh, McHale's show got canceled. Oh, on Netflix. On yeah. Netflix, yeah. But yeah I'm not goes, sure. I don't know what their metrics are. Nobody knows what their metrics are. That's true. Yeah. He goes after powerful people in showbiz, <laughs> I think, is the problem. Really? You think so? I think they, like, <sighs> shut him down. That's too bad. Not literally, but, you know. I like Joel. Yeah, well, look, he's not hurting. No, 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 no he's, he's doing, doing fine. fine. <laughs> yeah, I understand. He's, he's, he's doing fine. fine. But he, do, he yeah. has had a lot of failed shows in that vein. Well, I mean, Talk Soup was on for a long time with him hosting it yeah, and really right. launched a lot of hosts off that show, from yep. Greg Kinnear to Aisha Tyler yep. to uh, to Joel. So, um, you know, it's an interesting vehicle that lasted a long time. I don't know what he's going to be up to, but he's he's got enough range where he could do just about anything he wants. He's got, what, three TV shows so far, Community and... Uh, yeah, he was on... Well, what else was he on? Well, he, he was in th- Ted. <clears throat> oh, he's in Ted. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and he was just got a. Th- he's doing a lot of movie parts. He's the perfect sort of yeah. white frat boy. Yeah, he is. Uh, we need someone who can look convincing driving a Beamer convertible. <laughs> Joel be- McHale. Joel McHale. He's tall enough too. <laughs> and you want to punch him in the face? <laughs> <laughs> you want to punch Joel in the face? No, I'm just saying the characters that he plays. I, yeah, no, I, yeah, I like it. He's always been very, very nice to me. Well, KP's great. Yeah. KP's wonderful and and joel's always been great coming on the show and just really nice man yeah yeah great and then guy. uh michael uh uh oh jesus what's michael's last name he, More? He, he, no he had the show that followed Myers? that no <laughs> michael carbo is it not carbo michael oh, it's carbonaro a, no not michael carbonaro in what he, he used to have Context? a show right after he had his own show right after um talk soup like a year ago or two years ago oh right? wow Michael, God, he's coming a to year town. ago. Talk Soup uh, two has years been off ago. the well, air like, like two years ago. I think Talk Soup has been off huh. the air for like a decade, hasn't it? No, 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 no. 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 They, kept, they kept running it with Talk different hosts. <clears throat> 2002. So what's 2002? It's been 16 years. No, Talk, Talk, Talk Soup went off the air two years ago. They kept it on in some incarnation. Well, it wasn't in called ver- Talk Soup. It was, oh, called, it was just called The, the soup. soup. It was soup. just called The and Soup. And then they had a sports version of it. Mm-hmm. That was Michael. What's his name? God, yeah. I can't remember, believe I can't remember his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it starts with a C. It's starting to... Uh, Car... Well, there was uh, John Caparulo. Capar- I, I like John Caparulo. Mm-hmm. He's an interesting yeah. guy. John Caparulo. We haven't fun. seen him he's in a while. Man. I know. No, I don't know where Johnny is. I don't know what he's doing. He went away? Yeah, yeah. Funny and I don't know guy. why. It was very funny. A very nice guy. I mean, yeah. he was a splitting image of a guy I worked with at the U. Oh, when really? they both wore baseball caps. Yeah. Baseball like, cap, holy yeah. crap, that's Chris. Well, he does match a 
about 33% of the population <laughs> of Minnesota. That's very true. When he puts on that baseball yeah, cap. he does. It's he looks like a true. lot of guys who are going fishing. There's no question. Well, the last time I saw Jeff in studio at KQ, because, you know, I've been there and and I've been gone, and he's been there. And yeah. You brought in those white hats, and you signed them for all of us. Oh, I, yeah, that's I, a long time ago. And I asked you for one, and I think you got upset at me, so you wrote something. Way to go, JB. Condescending. Starting again. There's no way. <laughs> oh, you, you, condescending you wrote, from uh, you wrote, you wrote, you know, No, I think it was because you, uh, you had opined in a somewhat negative manner about the hat. Did I? And then you asked for one. Oh, I so like then opined, by the way. It might have been because it was in Wisconsin colors, red yes, and white. exactly. And I'm wearing my Badger hat yes, right you now, are which now. is irritating the hell out of you, I know. Yeah, I got my Minnesota championship rings on. Yeah, I know. So, but the, the, the next one I'm getting that's coming soon was earned at Madison. So. Oh, really? Which one? Softball yeah. last spring. Softball last spring? Yeah. Man, yeah. That's not their, uh, that's not their forte. <laughs> Softball. Stick to the ice. Badger women. Badger women That's hockey nice. team is going to be strong. Stick to the so? ice. This is the variation of the Rodney story. Yeah, right. Stick to tumbling. <laughs> which I will oh, do yeah. every time I, I come on, which is the Please classic. tell the story because it's one of my favorite stories of all time. I've, I'm fresh off the turnip truck in Los Angeles. <laughs> Uh, it's 1984. I know Jerry Seinfeld a little bit from the road. I go to the improv uh, just to hang with Jerry. Jerry's introducing me to some other comics. Rodney Dangerfield walks in at the height of his popularity. And and guys like that could just walk in and do a guest set, however long they wanted. Rodney's were always on the shorter side anyway. But he goes in to do his guest set. And on the way in, he's big hug for Jerry because they know each other from New York. And I go, boy, it'd be great to meet Rodney. And he says, you want to meet Rodney? Sure. On the way out, I'll just introduce you to Rodney. So I go, oh, this is great. So we wait like 15 minutes. Rodney's walking out. Jerry goes, hey, Rodney, wait a second. He's, Rodney's about to get into his limo. We're out on the street. He goes, hey, what do you need, Jerry? And uh, Jerry goes, hey, I want you to meet a, a friend of mine, a young comic, uh, very funny, uh, Jeff Cesario. Jeff, Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney goes, Cesario, huh? Italian, huh? Stick to the tumbling. And he just <laughs> gets right in the limo and takes off. <laughs> Stick to the tumbling, you know. <laughs> I love it. These clips are absolutely thrilled that the baseball playoffs has started. They no longer have to watch the Minnesota Twins lose on this episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Great clips this week. From Jeff Cesario, Tom Lakus, and featuring Don Shelby. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week. I'll